Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message from the Vandalia, Michigan campus. For more info, look us up at newdaycommunity.org. So good. Uh, so we're, we're kicking off a brand new series today, which I'm very, very excited about. It's called Practicing God's Presence. And, and we're going to be emphasizing the practice. Here's, here's the good news, guys. We're going to talk about five things this month. Today, we're going to talk about worship. Uh, later, we'll be talking about soaking and hearing God's voice and the prophetic and prayer. And then at the end of each sermon, we're going to practice these things. And so now some of you are thinking, man, I wish I would have volunteered for children's ministry because I don't want to do that. But it's going to be fun, and it's nothing's mandatory, but it's, uh, it's just going to be really, really good. We uh, wanted to just step into some of the things that we value as a church and just talk about them on a Sunday morning. And so we're taking the month of November just to, to do that and just be very, very clear about some of the things that we think are super important and that would be characteristics of our community. So, like I said, today we are talking about worship. And worship really is uh, the, the, the practice of giving value to something. You know, declaring that something or someone is worthy. Right? We uh, are, are worshipers when we are declaring that something is worthy of our time, our attention, and our affections. In John 4, uh, Jesus tells a Samaritan woman that the Father is seeking worshipers. Right? It doesn't say that he's seeking worship, like he's kind of, you know, kind of like, like me and, and as a words of affirmation guy, right? That, that I need somebody, can somebody kind of prop, I'm kind of feeling down today. I need somebody to kind of prop me up. God doesn't need any propping up, but he is seeking worshipers, people whose hearts are, are, are for him, right? People who have decided that he is supremely worthy of their, of their time, attention, and affection. That's what he is looking for. And this is as, as a heart position, but what we want to talk about today is that often the attitudes in our heart are going to come flowing out into our actions, right? Both in, in worship and in our actions as we live life out in the world. And so this is more than just a song. Worship is not just a, a song that we sing, but it is a, a heartfelt response to Jesus that places supreme value on him. Right? And we, we spent some time the, this morning partaking in, in communion. We're singing that song, Man of, Man, of, Man, of Sorrow, Man of Nazareth, that one. That was great. Right? And we celebrated right, who Jesus is, that he was willing to to sacrifice himself, to, to lay down his life for us. And because of him, we have been redeemed and brought back into the family of God. He is our hope and our joy and our peace. And so he is worthy of our worship. And we've often heard that we become like what we worship. There's this gentleman, his name is John Whitley, and I love this. His, uh, his title is this. He is the director of the Calvin Institute of Christian Worship and professor of worship, theology, and congregational and ministry studies at Calvin College and Calvin Theological Seminary. So I don't know how big his business card is, but it's probably significant. That's, a, that's, that's hefty, right? But 
but uh, Dr. Whitley says this. He says, dietitians have taught us to live by the maxim, we are what we eat. Right? And, and so we, we know this to be true. As we eat better food, we feel, how, I imagine it's true, that <laughs> if you eat better food, that you, that you feel healthier, you look better, right? You, you have more energy. And, and he says, similarly, music, music has this uncanny ability to burrow its way into our spiritual bones. When it comes to matters of spirituality and faith, we are what we sing. Like, that's a pretty good word, John Whitfleet. Like, when it comes to matters of spirituality and faith, we are what we sing. Like, singing is one of the most powerful ways that we enter into spiritual formation. And because of the, we believe that this is true, that we take a lot of care picking out the songs that we do on Sunday mornings, right? We want to make sure that they are glorifying God, that they are help, helpful for a, a group of us, a corporate group to, to worship God together, right? And so because often the songs that we sing are going to be more affecting to you in the long haul than the, the sermon that you hear that morning, which I hope that it's both, right? That's what I'm, I'm counting on. But there's, it's much more likely that you walk out of the church kind of humming the, the hymn or the song that we sang that morning than you are kind of reciting the main point of Mark's sermon that, that morning. All right? I, I get it. It's reality. And uh, so this is super powerful. That's why we wanted to talk about it. Paul says that as we behold the glory of God, we are transformed more and more into his image. Right? So that's why we take such a long time on Sunday mornings to worship corporately, to pull away from the busyness, the hecticness, the, the craziness of life, just to stop for a few minutes to turn our attention and rest in the presence of Jesus. And as we do that, we encourage one another. We believe we are also transformed more and more. And while we really, really value worship all the time, we think that you guys should at home, you know, put on some worship music and, and sing, you know, worship uh, on your own at home. There's something really special about the corporate uh, expression of worship. Jesus... Jesus says in Matthew 18, 20, for where two or three are, are gathered in my name, there I am with them. Right? And it's not like Jesus is absent when we are by ourselves, right? We know that, that the triune God is omnipresent. He's everywhere all the time. But according to Jesus, something special happens when we gather together in his name and lift up the, the, the name of Jesus. When we come together, he is there in a special way, right? We, we can think of like uh, when Moses encountered the, the burning bush, there is a kind of a special manifestation of God in that place. And so we can expect, whether we feel it or not, when we gather together on Sunday mornings, God is with us. He is present in a very special and significant way. Paul says in Ephesians, when we gather together, he says, don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart 
to the Lord. And so we, we should gather together filled with the Spirit, singing and making music, worshiping, because the triune God is worthy and because it is encouraging to one another. As we gather together, as we are the church gathered, we encourage one another so that we are empowered and filled and ready that we can bear witness of Jesus when we are the church scattered, when we leave this place going out into whatever it is that we do during the week. Whatever, whatever it is that you guys do, right, this is important because it facilitates doing that effectively to the glory of God. Okay, so I, man, I have so much more to say about worship. Oof. Uh, but I have to do a short, uh, a short intro because we're going to go through nine expressions of worship that we, uh, that we find in the book of Psalms. And then we're going to go through these relatively quickly, and then we're going to practice them. And I know you guys are so excited. Get there, Mark. Can we get there? <laughs> it's going to be fun. Just have fun with it. Don't be drunk with wine. Be filled with the Spirit. That actually might help. Uh, this... We can't do that, guys. Come on. Settle down. So there's, there's nine different ways that we see in the book of Psalms of expressing worship. The first three that we're going to talk about are all uh, how we use our voices. Uh, the, the, the second third three are going to be how we can use our bodies. And the last three, how we can use our hands. Okay? Pretty exciting. So singing, David says, Psalm 47, 6, sing praises to God. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises. Right? And so we can sing the, the lyrics to the, the worship songs. That's why we put them up on the, on the screens. And it's a great way for us to kind of direct our worship and kind of be united. We're singing this song, Exalting Jesus. It is a practice that is as old as humanity, singing songs together. Right? And, and so that's good. But we can also... Uh, what, Elsewhere in the Psalms, they would call singing a new song or a, a prophetic song or just whatever the Lord lays on your heart. Some of you guys might wonder, if you're new to this kind of worship, why do we spend like so long just singing the same thing over and over again? Amber asked me that quite often. Uh, <laughs> And, or, or why do we have these kind of spaces where we're just, it's just instrumental music, right? As, you know, as, as Justin just think, I want everybody to listen to me more. Like, listen to this. You know, it's like, oh, I'm so good, right? That's not actually the purpose of those moments or what I grew up knowing, calling them Selah times, right? I don't, it's not in the NIV and the New King James has Selah periodically, right, in the Psalms, King James Version. And it's, and we don't really know what that Hebrew word means, but we uh, just kind of implies this idea of waiting or pausing or Pastor Ken, who I, uh, anyway, uh, he always says when you see Selah, you just go, he says, think about it. Think about what you just read, all right? And so it's this these moments in the worship or in the Psalms there, but in the worship to pause and to, to think about what we just sang. Or maybe it's a time just to, to sing a song that, that is on your heart. You know, there's, you know, even this morning, uh, there's a couple moments in those Selah times where Justin was singing. And maybe you're like, man, I don't know this part of the song. You know, they didn't put those lyrics on the, on the, on the overhead, right? What's going on? Right? He was just singing a new song, just kind of prophetically singing to the Lord. And we encourage you guys to take advantage of those opportunities just to kind of express your own worship to the Lord. 
Number two, speaking is a, a, valid, uh, a valid way of, of worshiping. Psalm 34, 1 says, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. His praise will ever be on my lips. Uh, and so this is a good thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> and so when do you, when does, what does this look like, you know, again, you know, during those Selah times, instead of singing a song, right, we can just give thanks, go, oh, God, thank you for the beautiful fall weather, you know, thank you for snow on November 1st, right, thank you for my family, what, whatever it is, we can just praise God, we love you, Jesus, thank you for your, your sacrifice, you are worthy, you are holy, right, we can just say whatever comes to our heart. Right? That's the, valid, the value of those kind of quiet, instrumental moments. So singing, speaking, and shouting. This is Luke's favorite, Psalm 27, 6. <laughs> then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his tabernacle, the, the, the dwelling place of God, the place where the presence of God is, at his tabernacle, Will I sacrifice with shouts of joy? I will sing and make music to the Lord. Right? And so one thing that we can do, and we don't do that often here, but we can lift up a shout. Was that loud on the live stream? I don't know. Right? Jesus, you are worthy. Right? It's like, like when, if you go to a football game, if we ever can go to football games again, right? And your team scores a touchdown, you don't kind of do like the little golf clap, right? Oh, well done. Well done. Well done, friends. Mm -hmm. Righty-ho. Mm -hmm. Chup, chup. Uh, right? We shout, yay! They did it! Go Lions! Or what have you. Or Bills. Where's Reuben? Is that who Reuben likes? Okay. All right. And so we shout. We can shout during worship. It's okay. You're not going to wake any... Well, you might wake somebody up, and it might be good. All right? So singing, speaking, shouting are things that we can do with our voices. What can we do with our bodies? Well, we could bow down. Psalm 95, 6 says, Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. And uh, to prove that I did take numerous semesters of Hebrew, and I can Google things, uh, <laughs> uh, there's uh, three really interesting Hebrew words in this little, this little verse. Uh, there's the Hebrew word karah, which means bow, bow down, or kneel in reverence. So come, let us karah. Come, let us bow down. And then to worship is this Hebrew word shakah, which means to bow down, to bow down to a superior or to bow down to God. And then the last one is barak, which means to bless or to kneel. So we've got these three different Hebrew words that are translated Elsewhere in the Hebrew, uh, or the, the Old Testament, uh, translated as worship, or bow down, or kneel, and these things. And so there's these three different words, all calling us to do similar actions with our bodies, right? And so it's like they're tr he's trying to get a point across, right? That we can actually use our bodies to express what is going on in our hearts, right? You can think of it as a, a prophetic act. 
Right? We don't, you know, we worship God in our hearts, and we, the, the, the Father is seeking worshipers, and that's, that's a heart attitude towards God. But often, a valid way of expressing that worship is through the use of our physical body. And so, in worship, we can, we can bow down before him. Is this, this a, a declaration uh, of, of honor and reverence, right? You're always going to, you're not going to bow down to somebody that you don't honor, that you don't respect, right? You bow down to the king. Well, we have one king. His name is Jesus. And so we can come and bow down before him. We can also stand. We encourage standing. Psalm 119, 120 says, My flesh trembles in fear of you. I stand in awe of your laws. A few weeks ago, uh, during worship, we prayed for, for Ashley and her family. And it was a really powerful time of ministry, and we laid hands on them and blessed them and just prayed for God's healing touch. And I remember afterwards coming up to, to, to speak, and I don't remember what I was talking about, but I just felt this presence of God, and it was just like, man, I just need to stand here for a moment and just in, in, in recognition and in, in awe of the goodness of God, right? And so sometimes as worship is going, you might feel like, I don't want to do anything. I'm just impacted by the goodness of God. And that is a very good thing to do. Dum, dum, dum. And dancing is a, a valid and, and, and good way of expressing worship, right? It's another declaration. It's another prophetic act. We see David dancing before the ark as, they, as he brings it back to Jerusalem and as they're offering you know, animal sacrifices on the way, he, he dances and, and his wife is kind of like, I don't know, what are you doing? You know? And uh, anyway, so dancing is really, really good. Psalm 149.3 says, let them praise his name, Amber. Let them praise his name with dancing. She gave me a funny look. That's why. Uh, let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with tambourine and harp. And I had never seen anybody dance in church until I ended up at uh, New Day, which was Redemption Christian Assembly at the time. But I come in, and you know, I grew up in the Reformed Church where you do things in orderly, and you're you sing your hymn, and then you sit down, and then something happens. Maybe you do a responsive reading. Whatever. It's just nobody danced ever. Um, and, and so I come in here, and there's like people, and they've got these banners, and they're dancing and, and waving around. And they've got these flags on sticks. They're just like death traps as these little kids are walking around like, with lightsabers or something. Oh, my gosh, watch out for that. Right? And, they're, and, and, and it was so crazy to me. I'd never seen anything like it. And they're praying in tongues, which was a whole other thing. I was like, what have I gotten myself into? I'm glad I really like this girl. Otherwise, I'd be out. Uh, but I, I did like the girl, and I'm happy that I stuck in because I found like there is a freedom in the charismatic form of, of worship that I didn't experience in reform style of worship. I value and I love the reform style of worship. It's great, but there's something about the freedom of using your body to express what's going on inside of you. And so there's a couple different things. You know, there's the dancing and the flags. And what a lot of the guys would do is what we called the Pentecostal hop. Anybody? Yeah. The Pentecostal hop. So kind of this. 
I think it's kind of, and at least you get, keep Cameron or Pastor Ken from being like, why aren't you dancing? Like, dancing? What are you talking about? It's great. And then uh, a little, a few years later on, like uh, Delirious was a, was a band and it was a worship, it was rock and roll. And so you would just hop, you just hop. That's what the young kids did. Man, I got bad knees. So, so uh, anyway, so we love dance. So there's different ways to dance. We don't know how. We, we, value, we love it when the Penn Friends dance troupe comes and they dance for us and it's beautiful. You guys could join a dance troupe if you wanted to. I don't know. Right? And so, but this is a little bit more uncomfortable. It's like, I'm not going to have us all individually come up and kind of show us what's your dance going to be this morning. <laughs> Should be exciting. <laughs> a dance circle. <laughs> Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but I want people to come back next week, so we won't do that. Uh, and so, you know, and so I would encourage you, you know, if you're like, I don't know about this thing, go home and close your blinds, turn on your worship music, and just give it a try. Like, it does feel a little bit odd. Like, I don't, I'm not a dancer. I don't even like dancing at weddings. I don't like dancing anywhere. And, and so it, it does feel a little bit odd, but there's something happens when we use our body to worship God, like it's something transform, something happens in our spirits when we, and it's not hip, hypocrisy to dance when you don't feel like dancing, right? That is just faithfulness, right? You're just going, all right, God, you told me to dance before you. I'm just going to do it and just see what he does inside of you as you dance. So in worship here, I very rarely do any of the, the dance. Stand- we don't do a lot of fast upbeat songs. I'm just going to do this. <laughs> Jazz hands. <laughs> Grapevine. See, I was in a lot of musicals in high school, and so these are more of the dances that I know. Anyway, okay. So you can dance, and, and so maybe you just want to, like, I'm much more likely to do something like this. Is this dancing? I don't know, but sometimes it's the closest I've got. Right? And so you can just kind of spin, you can twist, whatever, you know, Kind of move around. I don't know. Do whatever you want. Watch. I don't know what you should watch. Google dancing. I don't know. All right. Let's move on, friends. We got, we got stuff to do. Okay. So those are three different ways that we can use our body to worship. So I encourage you to get out of your comfort zone and, and just express with your body somehow what's going on in your heart as you worship. So... What can we do with our hands? Well, there's three different things, probably more than that, but three things we're going to look at today. The first is playing instruments. David says, praise the Lord with the harp. I must be out of shape because I'm quite quite winded now. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make music to him on the ten-string lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. Right? We, we, we uh, appreciate the worship team uh, uh, leading us with, with music, and it's, it's, it's biblical. We see in 1 Samuel 10, Samuel says to Saul, After that you will go to Gibeah of God, where there is a Philistine outpost. As you approach the town, you will meet a procession of prophets coming down from the high place, with lyres, timbrels, pipes, and harps being played before them, and they will be prophesying. The Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you, and you will prophesy with them, and you will be changed into a different person. And so there is lots of evidence in the the Bible of 
prophets, bring out the, bring out the musicians, right? Let them play. And there's something that, that draws us in, right? There's something powerful uh, about it. And so we appreciate the worship team. We, the way we do it at, at New Day is you don't get to bring your own instrument. If you want to play an instrument with your hands, you get to come, submit that to me, and only instruments I have played on the stage. <laughs> uh, I've, it's been a long time since I've had to take an instrument away from somebody, and it's a, not, a comfortable, not a comfortable nor a fun situation. Um, but we do appreciate, though, if you want to play, just come and talk to me. I, we got room for you. Okay, what else can you do? You could clap. Psalm 47.1 says, Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. Right? And so there's a different ways that we can clap. You can clap along with the music on two and four. Is that right? <laughs> you know, I don't want to work. I want to bang on my drum all day. That's not a worship song, but it is. It is a song that you can clap to. So you can do that if it's a worship song. Uh, or you can just clap, you know, you know hey! I was, uh, the first time I saw The Force Awakens in the theater, uh, there's a scene early on when Ray and Finn are running away from this group of stormtroopers, and they're trying to get away. And they're like, oh, we can escape on this quadrumper, which is a spaceship, I guess. I don't really know what it is, actually. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They're like, we can escape on this quad jumper, but a TIE fighter blows it up. And they're like, uh-oh, now what are we going to do? Uh, they're like, oh, we'll take this ship. The, the camera pans over, and it's the Millennium Falcon. And the entire theater erupts with cheers and clapping. Yay! Because we, we're like, finally, it's the Millennium Falcon. It's an exciting thing for Star Wars. Star Wars is a movie. There's nine of them and a TV series called The Mandalorian. There's some, some animated shows. Anyway, it's a, so it's exciting. And so it was exciting. And, and, and they clapped and they cheered because clapping is what you do when you are excited about something, right? And so as we worship, we can clap in celebration, in joyous celebration of the King of Kings. Oh boy. And yes, sir. Uh, no, you're not supposed to. You can, but you will be escorted out with the, with, with, with the, with the people that bring their own tambourines. You will be brought to your own section of, of the church. <laughs> and finally, whoo, boy. And finally, we can lift our hands. <laughs> oh, I hope they're not watching. They're like, well, I didn't like it when you did that, Mark bad boy. Okay, you can lift your hands. Psalm 63, 4, I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. Right, and so this is an easy one. Many of us do this. Just kind of, it's just kind of instinctual, or maybe that's just me. I don't know. It's just like when you're worshiping, I just want to lift up my hands. It's this just a physical, again, a physical declaration of what's going on inside of our spirits. You can do up, you can do kind of middle, you could do down. I don't do down very much. Um, you could do one hand, you know, whatever. There's a lot of ways to do it, but it's just like getting out of your rock and like stepping into worship. There's a good YouTube with Steve Hawkins, I think, about Tim Hawkins. Tim Hawkins, yeah. So I should, I'll put, 
Well, you watch that in your, in your small groups this week. That'll be edifying, I'm sure. So, so lift your hand. And so that's the ninth one, right? And so what am I saying? There's these different ways of expressing worship. And what we're trying to do is get outside of this idea like, well, church, I got to sing a couple songs, check, listen to a sermon, check, and then we can get to the fun part where we eat donuts and have coffee. Or maybe you love my messages, and that's why I just want to get through this music so I can hear Mark say something, right? Yeah, we can hope. And, uh, and, or whatever it is. But what we want to encourage you guys is that the worship, the singing, and, the, and all these expressions is an incredibly important part of the, the spiritual formation and the transformation of our persons and our community into the image of God. Uh, Finally, I'll just say Romans 12.1, Paul says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Right? We give of ourselves. We can raise our hands. We can dance. We can bow down. We can give our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And this is your true and proper worship. Okay, so I'm going to invite the team up. And this is what's going to happen, my friends. I'm, gonna, I'm just, just going to lead us in worship. And they can't go get, yeah, the donuts are hidden. And uh, we're just going to let them worship. And I'm just going to lead out and maybe I'll just exhort us. Or let's lift our hands up to the Lord or let's, let's bow down. You don't have to do anything that you're uncomfortable with. That's not what this is about. But I encourage you, let's just try to step outside of our box a little bit and enter into worship in a, maybe a, a way that's a little bit uncomfortable for us. And everybody online has to do it too. <laughs> all right, let's all stand up. We have to embrace the awkward. That's right. <laughs> it's awkward. Right, Mark? That's right. Do we need an icebreaker? <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing the icebreaker. What? Oh, yeah. We can clap.
Lord, we thank you for this beautiful day where we get to come and worship you and exalt you and be found in your presence. Lord, we give you all thanks, all glory, and all honor. There is no one like you. We worship you with all that we have, heart, soul, mind, and body. And in your name we pray, amen. Amen. You guys, thank you so much for entering into that with us. Let us conclude our worship this morning with a clap and a shout of praise to the Lord, shall we? Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy.